This is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. So I was informed that 5 o'clock on the stretch run. 5 o'clock Motorhead. Is Motorhead. We're bringing you down the stretch run. It's your wake-up call. It's 5 o'clock. Is there a rationale behind that? I, I'm just... It's I, just a thing. I want to wrap it's, my mind around it. It's this. just a thing, and the music is just a thing, and, and Murph does an excellent job with it. He nails it on this music. It, it's kind of a smooth little transition between... The end of a segment to the next segment, everything kind of flows. And at five o'clock, when you're driving home in traffic and you're sitting in that traffic there, and you need just a little bit of wake up call, yeah, that motorhead will do it for you. you you'll you'll hear that and go, all right, all right, yeah, we're gonna make it. We'll be okay. All right, I'm I'm waking up. <laughs> I mean, I guess for me, I would have just picked something else. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm nothing against Motorhead. I'm just thinking, okay, what else? What else is out there? You know, throw in the the when Bohemian Rhapsody hits by Queen when they, you know when <laughs> when you see when people you'll look yeah. over and see someone in their car just head uh, head mashing yeah. there like <laughs> that that you know that probably what I would choose. But that's just you know me personally here. Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy here on the stretch run. ESPN New Hampshire six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your number and. As Jimmy Murphy always does here, we will have the head coach of the Manchester Monarchs on with us, Coach Rich Seeley. Coach Seeley, Sean Sendall here filling in for Murph. How you doing this evening? Not too bad, Sean. Yourself? You know, not too bad. It's uh, election day, so we're encouraging everyone to get out there and, and do your, your civic duty and, and go and vote. And, of course, we've got some sports sprinkled in. So I, that's, that's just how we have to roll here today, today on ESPN New Hampshire. Good stuff. Well, what is it, once every four years? I guess that's, right. that's not the end of the world. Right. I can, I can, I can be encouraging and, and feel like it's, it's – I feel better about myself when I walk out at the end of the day, knowing that I encourage people to go out and vote. So whether they like it or not, they're going to hear it. But, Coach, thanks for joining me uh, this evening. I really appreciate it. Um, for your Monarchs squad, you are currently sitting uh, with – it's still a young season, 11 points uh, 
in the standings, and that's good for fifth. You have a couple games coming up on Friday and Saturday, uh, both on the road. Now, uh, when you approach a, a weekend series when they're both away, but against different teams back-to-back, how do you go about practices? How do you go about trying to prepare when they're two separate teams with possibly different styles and different strengths? Yeah, you know, especially early on at this at this stage of the year, we're still really, you know, and and I'll say this for majority of the season, we're really going to be focused on a lot about what we're what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, not so much about our opponent um, at playoff times at different points in the year. Yes, perhaps we may uh, deviate some of our focus from us and and pay some attention on on our opponent, but. Uh, a lot of the times, especially right now, we're really our still our main focus is on is what we're doing and how we're doing it, making sure we're doing it to the best of our abilities, no matter who we're up against and, and in what in uh, in what building. But uh, going to have two two good hockey clubs uh, to play against, a little bit of travel, so it should make for an interesting weekend. When you when you do hit the road, is there any mental or physical even preparation for kind of the, the travel process and uh, the guys knowing that it's it, look hockey is an arduous game uh, you play one night and having to do a back-to-back with the travel in the middle is not going to be easy is there anything the coaching staff does or the players do to really kind of prepare for for that type of thing yeah we go about you know kind of we'll, we'll, we'll work our, our rest days leading up to it uh, accordingly and then work in our practices for instance this week we're uh, working on, we're actually going to leave late Wednesday night, and we'll work on a sleeper bus on the way down and uh, get into Norfolk because it's a it's a pretty long trip. It's yeah. about 11, 11 or twelve hours by bus, so uh, we're planning on leaving Wednesday night and have a practice once we get down there Thursday, and then um, and then get ready for the you know get kind of go our regular routine there Friday with a pregame skate and, and play in their building, and then we'll have a quick turnaround. We play Saturday. Uh, in Reading and uh, probably won't arrive into Reading till about Saturday morning, till about 5:30. So uh, that'll be a quick turnaround, and we'll make sure the guys are rested. Uh, we'll do. We kind of this week. Uh, uh, some of our special teams practice will will happen tomorrow as opposed to Thursday. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, the guys should be ready to go. Coach, what's the the turnover like from season to season in the ECHL when you're talking about players? You know, you mentioned we need to focus on doing what we do best. Is that can that be challenging from the coaching perspective early in the season with any uh, alterations and changes in personnel? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, a little bit of the personnel changes, but but not so much. The the way we play and what we're asking for guys, whether. Uh, whether they're here or in the in the American League, they're when they're here, we're asking them pretty much to to all do the same thing. Um, you know that that compete, that work ethic, and uh, adhere to our systems and uh, and our four checks in the neutral zone and the offensive zone. So, um, you know that doesn't change too much. But I, I guess uh, at the odd time, you're going to have some some personnel, uh, some turnover in and there, and, and and making sure our job as coaches, making sure everybody that uh, that then is prepared and understands our systems and what we're doing and how we're doing it. So. Uh, that can make it a little bit tricky on the staff at times, but that's also the fun, the fun part of it. All right, Coach, uh, th- when you're talking about your style and getting your guys into playing your style, for anyone who has not been fortunate enough to get up and get out and see you yet this season, what is your style? What would you, if you, someone were to ask you, what can they expect to go when they go see you? What's your style of play on the ice? I will say our style of play is, is, is one couple of your words we often use. We're pretty connected out there. We try, we try to work as five guys. Um, 
we have a pretty skilled hockey club, uh, especially up front. I like some of our skill sets, so uh, we have some guys that uh, can can beat and, and be very creative in the offensive zone. So our style is, you know, basically hard working and working as five all over the ice. Um, I wouldn't say we're the fastest hockey club or have, you know, blazing speed, but we really work try to work together in all three zones, defensive zone, neutral zone, and offensive zone. So, uh, you know, for us uh, and the way we play, we rely on everybody. We rely on all 18 guys dressed, all our forwards and all our defense to be going and, 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 and really working as five guys. So uh, a couple characteristic words he uses, hard work and skills, um, and, you know, and, and, and fairly physical. Great. All right. Well, Coach Sealy, I really appreciate your time. I'll let you go when it's kind of dark out. So enjoy the rest of the night now since it's nighttime at 5 o'clock here uh, with uh, Standard Time back. So, Coach, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank you. That was uh, Coach Rich Sealy of the Manchester Monarchs. And, uh, again, if you haven't had a chance to get out to get go up and see, see them up in Manchester, I to- absolutely, totally encourage it. Uh, you know, for to go down and see the Bruins, you're talking about a long trip, a lot of money. When you're time and time, <laughs> time right? The spent. whole nine yards, and in your backyard, there is just fantastic and talented hockey players. Uh, so I would absolutely recommend getting out and going and seeing them, uh, as I have recommended throughout. Really, this this evening, Sully, we've had uh, we've been fortunate to talk hockey East, college hockey, and now with the ECHL with the Monarchs. Uh, honestly. All of it. Go out and yeah, check it out. out it's it's a it. lot Absolutely. of a lot of good hockey. Whether you have young young children who like to play hockey or just young children who family atmosphere need too. to do something, <laughs> anything. Yeah. Uh, it's it's always a good time. And like I said, I've been I've gone to a number. I've attended a number of Monarchs games, and I've been attending Merrimack College hockey, hockey East for. Yeah. Years, years. I know. I told you I earned my master's degree yeah. there, but my mother works there. Yeah. So there I've been attending <laughs> for years, uh, just because it was something to do, and it was high end hockey. And again, I told you, my it's a basketball family. Yeah. I'm a basketball <laughs> yeah. family. Yeah. But when you're talking about high end athletics, of course, it doesn't matter what what sports your first sport. Whether it's hockey, ECHL, it's just getting going out and seeing good hockey. Hockey is one of my favorite sports to watch. Simply because there's always action, there's always something going on. And playoff hockey, to me, talk about NHL playoff hockey, it doesn't get any better than that. So being able to have it just up the road in Manchester, we're in Nashville here, just up the road in Manchester, or as simple as going to Durham and going to see UNH play and going to see uh, Coach Dickie Millie and the UNH Wildcats play, it's just good to have good hockey around that you can go see and be a part of and take it as a family event. I've gone a number of times with my nephews. We just go and see the game. It's something to do on a Saturday if you have nothing else to do. And since you have 16 of them, you can... Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's very easy for us to say, hey, you two, let's go. We're going. Right. I can't bring all of you. It's too expensive. (laughs) Yeah, we're you two, we're going now. We're going now, and we're going to the game. We're going to enjoy some hockey. It's something to do on a Saturday or or a Sunday or something when you have nothing better to do but sit home and watch TV. Go see a hockey game. Go go to the game while you're there. Go to the game rather than watching it on television or watching something on television. It is always it makes an immense difference, and when you're talking about just high end athletes, really guys that uh, it's you know many of us just wish we were that talented yeah, at, course, at yeah. a specific athletic endeavor. It's it's especially really... for the young kids too. With with the young kids, it's also a, a, a teaching tool too. You can go and you can say, look, 
these are these are college kids. You know, you're you could be there one day. You could very be be there one day if you work hard enough, if you practice hard enough, and watching at a college level and being able to see, you know, plays develop. Especially, we, I always like to bring them up. We sit up a little bit higher so we could see the game and see things going on. And they say, hey, I worked on that in practice the other day. I'm like, yep, you see it right there. You just saw the play. You just saw it happen. So right. from a teaching perspective, for them. It doesn't get any better than that. Being that you can either be as close as you want, or you can be up in, up at bird's eye like I usually like to do, and sit in the back and see the game develop and see I like the place to happen. see what's going on up yeah. top as well. Not you know, I'm not talking all. We're the way not talking. Up, no, we're not talking nosebleeds of the garden, yeah, but we're right. talking. But you know, if you go to, higher enough. To, yeah, you know, if, play look, if you're going to watch high school athletics, yeah. usually I'm sitting in the back there because I want to see everything develop. Calling a basketball game, yeah. I'd rather, and I sit courtside frequently, but I would much rather call a game high from, you know, midcourt, high above. Because you can see it. You, you can see, see, you, see you know what's developing. Especially basketball, pick screens, all of that, yeah. And if you're sitting courtside, yeah. all of a sudden these, I'm only 5'9", so these, <laughs> yeah. even high school players that are 6'5", <laughs> and then you're sitting it's like, all right, well, I can't see. I'm looking at their all of their see, waist. I can't see anything. I see <laughs> I belly no, buttons all over no the place. I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> it, it, we're going to hit the break uh, here as uh, we uh, have only two more segments left. Murph is going to come on, I think, at 540. Yeah, the last segment. So the last Murph, segment. Murph will be here for the last segment. We'll check in with him, see what's going on. Talk a little Bruins, Montreal Canadiens, Bruins tonight. That's a big one. That's a big one. And the Bruins, after. Right up against the election. After, <laughs> yesterday, after you and I were discussed, well, it's, it's, they're up and down. They need to show something to me. They showed me something. They showed something last <laughs> night. And I sat down and I thought, wow. Maybe I was wrong, but then I realized I let Sully do all the wrong talking. So <laughs> Sully was wrong, and Sully will continue to be wrong as we move forward here <laughs> on the stretch run with Sean Stendhal filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Sully alongside. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. ESPNNHradio.com This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. Welcome. Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. And Patrick, and this is above the noise. The NFL did it again last night. Monday night's game between the Seahawks and Bills, certainly attention-grabbing, but not in an entirely positive way. It was a great game with the Seahawks holding on at home to beat the Bills. That's not what the NFL nation is buzzing about today. There was a series of seemingly blown calls right before the half that defied description, and I need about five minutes to go through the details. Let's just say mistakes were made. Officiating Chief Dean Blandino admitted... They missed the roughing the kicker call on Seattle's Richard Sherman. Bills fans have every right to be upset, but what's not clear is the impact of these kind of officiating flubs. A lot of people on social media said this is why ratings are down, and maybe there was bad officiating when ratings were good. Long term, they need to tighten up officiating, but at least sports fans are talking NFL today, even if they're not necessarily saying very nice things. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Game plans. 
That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with a Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's getting to be the best part of the football season, and there's no better place to be than Buffalo Wild Wings. They do it all for you, and it doesn't stop at wall-to-wall TVs, limited-time menu, or countless beers on tap. No, they go the extra mile, and from now until it's tapped out, Lagunitas Fandom Ale. That's a limited-release beer, this citrus-infused, hoppy, pale wheat ale that won't last long. Yep, I've said there's no place to be, but that's because it's true. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Please drink let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit DivineFlooring.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua, on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to Steps back, puts up a three, won't go. Final seconds, it's over, it's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Want some new digs? Check out our new apparel that's ready for you on our website, ESPNNHradio.com. This 
Stretch Run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy here on ESPN New Hampshire. And happy you're all joining me here for your ride home from the work. Stretch Run. <laughs> right, yeah. For your for the Stretch Run home. Yes. Or eesh, to the polls or away from the polls. I'm really it's, sprinting it's, to the polls is what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I, yes, well, you and I both, except I have a drive first. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get I'll get there though. Apparently they close by me at 8, so. Yeah, we have 8 too. I'll so. be I'll be fine. And uh, you know, I, I actually at one point because I your opinions whether yes. it's stating it out loud, writing it or just stating it in a an anonymous uh, ballot, I used to I I lived in Somerville for a little while when but I still had a legal address up here in New Hampshire. I would drive up. I would drive up on election when I needed to on for whatever voting I I always have voted. I've yeah. always voted and I would take the 45 50 minute drive up. Yeah. Just to make sure that I voted. So, I encourage you all get out there and vote. Everything is still open. Uh, you know, drag the kid kicking and streaming and screaming. Maybe they have a bake sale at the place, and yeah. you can buy the kid a brownie. You and, can make it work. Figure it right. out, and just just figure it out. Like the like the Red Sox are trying to do, apparently. And and that's you know, Sully, you and I discussed this over the break, and I'll bring up what I saw tweeted out by Scott Lauber about half an hour ago, a little less. He heard from a major league source they characterized the Red Sox interest in a specific player that they want him badly. And that mm. specific player is Carlos Beltran. Hey. <laughs> and Beltran, the qualifying offers mean that if a, a, a team offers a, a player that had played for them for the entire season, a qualifying offer that if they sign elsewhere, they will receive compensation, compensation. in the form of yep. a draft pick. This is newer to the MLB uh, over the past couple of years, few years since they signed the new uh, bargaining agreement. But is it's a something newer, but it is nonetheless something that happens. Yeah. So the Red Sox, they've been pretty good at drafting, admittedly, other than pitchers, yeah. but they've been pretty good at drafting over the year, past few years, past 10 years or so, maybe even more, and they found good players. They want to utilize their, their drafts, so they don't like to sign players who had that qualifying offer unless they feel they're superstars, studs. Yeah. Carlos Beltran was traded halfway through the season from the Yankees to the Rangers. So the qualifying offer doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The Red Sox would not be giving up anything to sign Carlos Beltran. So immediate gut reaction was, this is a guy who will be 40 years old at the beginning of the season. Yes. April. Dealing with another possible retirement tour. <laughs> uh, for, right, true. But this one, not as, I mean, it's David Ortiz. Not David as, Ortiz. Yeah, Although, not as big. Look, but, people will make an argument for Cal Carlos Beltran to be in the Hall, Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. But good, good what cap in the world would he be wearing? He started playing in 98 <laughs> with the Royals, and he had so Houston and the Mets and San Francisco and St. Louis and the Yankees. Just going to mix them the all Rangers. together. Just going to do every, every right. little panel. They're going to have a different It's not like a half and team. half. There's yeah. going to be like 16 of them. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, well, let's look up his statistics before I have a gut reaction of, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't see the point because my gut reaction is, I'm sorry. I don't see yeah, the point. I, I think it's stupid. <laughs> Two years Waste ago. Of time. In my opinion, you signed Hanley Ramirez to take the place of David Ortiz when he retired. Yeah, look, Hanley, we're going to make it work for a couple of years, and then when he's gone, you slide you in. Slide you in, slide you in, you get to concentrate on hitting. That's what you love doing. Yes. Everyone's happy. And everyone's happy, and we will put move someone over. And Now, in this case, someone will, will play first, and you 
by the way, still have Panda coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means Travis Shaw. Tom King's favorite player. You know, everyone's favorite player, I'm sure. <laughs> but Travis Shaw or Sam Travis or pick someone Fill to in the plug blank. in. Yeah, yeah at, and you could move them over to first. Hanley Ramirez with DH. This move would mean, and maybe look, maybe they don't trust Travis Shaw. There's a reason he wasn't a top prospect. Yeah. And they want, you know, Panda would come back and be third base. Hanley Ramirez would be your first baseman because outfield is set. Carlos Beltran, uh, he's. You don't have a spot in the he's, outfield. <laughs> he's, he hasn't been an outfielder in a few years. Yeah. He's a DH. You don't have a spot in the outfield. Not only are the three out starting positions set in the outfield, the fourth outfielder is set. Yes. As of this very moment with Chris Young. And you've got the B's. In the outfield right now. And Benintendi, Bradley, and Betts in that order from left to right. So I'm looking at the numbers, Sully, because, I again, I didn't want to jump to conclusions, even though my gut said, oh, what the hell. Yeah. (laughs) And let me read you his numbers, not from one particular team, not from just the Yankees or just the Rangers. Again, he was traded halfway through the season, but from the totals of the year. And let me know if you think this is a solid season. Yeah. Or good enough season for what you want as your DH. 295 batting average. Pretty good. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I would I would take a 295 anyone in my lineup. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. He struck out 101 times. Mm. That's a little concerning. However, yeah. and, and it did lead to a 337 on base percentage, which is low. Yes. In my opinion, when you're hitting almost 300, so it's either hit or miss, literally, for him last season. But what if I told you he had a, n- almost 100 RBI? 93. That's pretty good. 93 RBI is, is pretty good. I'll take that. And what if I told you he had nearly 30 home runs? From that guy, that's pretty good. 29 <laughs> home runs. At, at that age, yeah. I'll take it. That's in 151 games and 593 plate appearances. 593 plate appearances. Not the full season. Yeah. But that's still a lot. That's a, a majority of the season. He appeared in 151 games. He played. That's a vast majority most of, of the season. season. Yeah, he was healthy. Would you take a Carlos? Would you take those numbers? I would take those numbers. Okay. Would you take those numbers attached to 40 year old Carlos Beltran? Yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm okay with the 40 year old part of it. You just saw a forty-year-old play be- arguably the best season of his career because he's maybe David second Ortiz. best. That's why because he's David Ortiz. I don't think Carlos Beltran is David Ortiz, and I I personally don't want to. I value the DA's position. I do. I value it a lot. I don't think it's something you can just plug and play guys and and figure it out with your lineup like most teams try to do. I think it's there is value to having a guy that is a DH that is specifically there to hit home runs, give you thirty home runs, give you a lot of RBIs. And I don't want to have to, maybe next year, call it the year for Carlos Beltran and say, this is this is it. This is my last year. And now you're the same spot next year where you're going to go out and find a guy. I'd rather find a guy that's more permanent, whether it's Hanley Ramirez or whether it's someone internally. I don't know who the guy is. I'm just not in a position to take a risk on a Carlos Beltran who's 40 years old who may have a little more wear and tear than David Ortiz has. David Ortiz was predominantly a DH his entire career. Carlos Beltran was an outfield. Carlos Beltran played the field. Went around, was a pretty damn good fielder, too. Mm-hmm. So there might be a little more wear and tear on his body than a David Ortiz would have. David Ortiz was predominantly a DH, and that was his thing. So I'm not sure if I want to take a risk on a Carlos Beltran. 
I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if he's looking for a one year. I think the tweet said he might be looking for two years. I don't want to give him two years. No, no. no? I, I think if the Red Sox wanted him that badly and were that interested, it would be a one year deal. It better be a one year deal. <laughs> yeah. And it, that would be they they must have their sights set on if if they truly want him that badly. Yeah. Their sights are set on okay. Hanley Ramirez played adequate first base. Yes, good enough. Given his age. We could probably play him there one more season, then transition him over, and maybe they have their eyes on Rafael Devers rather than trying to trade him, someone yeah. who's been playing well in the minors, moving him to a first base position or moving him yeah. to a third base position and one of the other guys that I mentioned before over to first base. That could also be a possibility. Maybe they're thinking this is a transitional season for that position. And as Red Sox fans, as Red Sox analysts, We've been spoiled since 2004, really, when David Ortiz took over uh, full-time in that position. And that's probably where I get my whole I value DH position from because I've just seen David Ortiz just take over the DH position and be that guy for his entire career. Don't forget Yohan Mankata, too. I know he looked horrible, but at some point they're going to find a spot for him. And I don't think it's gonna be thir- I don't think it's gonna be first base. I would think it would be third base where they've played him, where they've attempted to play him. But there's prospects that you could you could mix and match and figure it out. So I guess when you say a, a transition year for the position, that makes sense to me. I just don't I don't know if Carlos Beltran's the guy that I would go for because I don't know I don't know if he can stay healthy. I don't know if he has the ability to stay healthy because I do think there is a little bit more wear and tear than a David Ortiz would have, you know, on his body. I think there's a little more wear and tear and there's a little more risk in our Carlos Beltran than say a 40 year old David Ortiz. So part of the reason I looked at his numbers is because my gut was said, okay, well I saw him play for the Yankees and I was unimpressed. Yeah. He's horrible. (laughs) Incredibly (laughs) unimpressed. Yeah. Now I know he split half of his season with the Yankees this year, but last year, 276 better than I thought. 67 RBI and 19 home runs, however. That's not good enough for my DH. Yeah. 276, I could handle, though. I could handle that batting average. I don't want anything lower than 275 in my DH position, though. How about the year prior? And this must be what's standing out to me. When he was 37 in 2014. 233. Ooh, good. 49 RBI, 15 home runs. Really good year. <laughs> he only played in 109 games, so some injury involved there. But still. <laughs> and then last year, or, you know, not this past season, but the prior one, 133 games he played. So there's an inconsistency over the past few years. He played 151 this year. Why? It was a contract year Ooh. for him. There it is. Buzzword, contract. It was a contract year for him. He signed with the Yankees and hit 233 and played 109 games. By the way, prior to that, when he was with St. Louis, 296, 84 RBI, 30 home runs. Contract. (laughs) And it was a contract year. The year prior to that, when still with St. Louis, not a contract year, 269, 97 RBI, 32 home run. I could deal with 97 and 32. Yeah. But not a contract year. I'm noticing a trend. There's a little trend there <laughs> in his elder age here as he progresses that I don't like. And if the Red Sox are willing to offer him a multi-year contract, which would be a disgusting decision, by the way, and it would only be two <laughs> years, decision. I imagine. I can't imagine anymore. 
But still, you'd be taking someone who will be 40 at the beginning of the season, and you'd be saying, yeah, we want you to play for us when you're 40 and when you're 41. As long as he's on the avocado ice cream, we'll be fine. <laughs> but, but not everybody is on the avocado ice cream. Not everybody's on the Tom Brady, David Ortiz, whatever it is, 40-year-old, have a career year diet. It just I don't, I don't trust a 40-year-old coming in here who has had injury issues in the past and has played the field in his career. Eventually, it's just going to run up to him. It's just going to hit him. And I would hate to really, one, try it for one year, but two, no, absolutely not. I don't want to deal with that. Figure it out some other way because, yes, you're losing David Ortiz, but you do have dynamic players in your lineup. You do have a good lineup. You do have a very good offense, and you could kind of figure it out if you need to. Do you know the last time he was an all-star? Mm-hmm. You're going to be surprised by this. Two years ago? This year. This year he was an all-star? This year! <laughs> he made the all-star team this year! Oh, give good. me a break! Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I give, give me a break. <laughs> this year he was an all-star. He's going to get overpaid, and he's probably going to get two years from someone. Yeah. If you get suckered into that, you're fools. Yeah, I, I you want transition. to do with two years. You transition uh, Hanley Ramirez to that position. You convince him that's a good idea. if you want to wait another idea. year, you figure it out. You figure it out because you have... All these, you have this young core that is just turning into a, a gem. You have a team that could really be in it for the long haul here, and to kind of just screw it up by making bad contract decisions, where you could make other decisions and sign other players in different spots. If you have to play Carlos Beltran, yeah, whether it's one year or not, a good chunk of money. Why don't you spend it on your bullpen? Why don't you spend that other place? Your bullpen was horrid last year. Other than Craig Kimbrell, who really didn't exactly have a great year either. He had a good year, no, but he didn't, he, didn't. Have a, no. he, he didn't have a he didn't have a great year. Nope, nope. It's no, just didn't. you gotta have a you have to have a better bullpen, and that's part of the reason you, you didn't do so well in the playoffs either. Figure so in it my, out. In Go my other opinion, ways. I think you and I are, are in agreement. I I am not enamored by this no, in any capacity. Do I think a one year contract could be all right? Yes, all right. Oh, however. However, if I were sitting there, I would say the same thing you just said. Let is let us concentrate on shoring up the other bullpen. Issues you have other issues. You have on your, your outfield set. You have most of your infield set. You have you believe it or not. Catcher set. Well, you have whether you like it or not your rotation set. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, in but fact, you have six vocals, stars. There it is. Yeah. You actually have six stars with Pomerantz. Buckholtz, Stephen Wright coming back, and Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, because of course your one two would be Price and Porcello. Yes. You actually have too many right now, which you all know. <laughs> Not no such thing as baseball. No such thing. <laughs> no such a thing in but baseball. As of this moment, you have more you have more than the five. You need to concentrate on shoring up your bullpen. Because as we've seen in these these playoffs, the bullpen was the difference. Andrew Miller. Between winning and losing. <laughs> Andrew Miller and Cody Allen. How about this? Chapman? How <laughs> How about Buck Showalter not going to his best reliever? Yeah, exactly. I exactly. mean, a decision that has people are still debating. Yeah, still debating. Bullpen and he was has in the one effect. game play in. You know, bullpen has a huge effect, and for especially there too, you have Koji Uehara who is old as well. He's not. He's over forty. He'll be he, forty one next. You year. know, like that's you got to figure out other options here, whether it's internally or you go out and sign a guy. I, I don't care. Figure it out though. You have other issues on your team. Other than DH, and I knew this was going to happen. People would freak out about the DH position and David Ortiz retiring. You can figure it out. You can find other places why, to get why, offense. Why is anyone freaking out when, again, 
to me, it was so obvious a couple years ago. You signed Haley Ramirez because you want him to be the DH. I'm yeah. still confused. Wasn't that the <laughs> – was how was that the not yeah. the thought process? Yeah. And if it wasn't, make it the damn thought process. <laughs> yes. Even if even if this year, like I said, he had a good year. He had a good year at first base. So if you like him at first base and you want to wait a little bit, that's fine. You don't need to gut react and say, all right, let's sign another 39-year-old and hope he hope he stays on the field all year. I just don't I don't see him having I don't see him having a healthy year. That's my number one concern to start, let alone the production. You could figure out, you could find another guy. If you want to go out and sign Edwin Encarnacion, go ahead. That's fine. If you want to do that, but you have other problems on your team. You have bigger issues on your team, which is starting with the bullpen. The bullpen's a big issue. Koji Urahara is old. You're, he's not going to give you the same production. You have other issues and other areas you need to use your resources on, other than DH. Final timeout of the show today. It really, it it flew we'll by. We have our final segment coming out. We get to talk to Murph, and we'll talk. To, we'll we'll get to speak with Murph, and we will talk hockey. The game last night, and the game tonight here on the stretch run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy, Sully alongside. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Saturday night, Bud Light, ESPN New Hampshire, and Metro PCS present UFC 205 featuring Conor McGregor at Chunkies in Nashua. Don't spend big money on pay-per-view. It's just 15 bucks to watch the UFC on the giant movie screen at Chunkies, and you get a $5 food voucher. There'll be lots of prizes and giveaways from Bud Light, ESPN New Hampshire, and Metro PCS. UFC 205 featuring Conor McGregor Saturday night at Chunkies Nashua. Doors open at 9. Tickets on sale now at Chunkies.com. Game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with a Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Rain, sleet, and snow are coming. 
to threaten your visibility and turn your commute into a battle. But the Michelin Man is ready to protect you with Michelin Stealth Wiper Blades. Exclusive SmartFlex technology makes these blades flex to the curve of your windshield, giving you the best wipe possible and streak-free, long-lasting performance for safer driving. Winter is coming, and when it arrives, be ready. Michelin Wiper Blades. It doesn't get any clearer than this. Available at Walmart, Pet Boys, Home Depot, and other fine retailers. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's a curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Final segment of the show here, the stretch run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Sully, of course, alongside. And uh, what would the stretch run really be without Murph himself? Murph, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, my man? How's it how's it going there? You having fun? I hey, dude, always a good time. But this Sully character, I don't know. He's kind of <laughs> kind of questionable. <laughs> no, he's 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 good. <laughs> he, knows, Murph, he knows what he's doing. Murph. More importantly, more importantly than anything, you are not in the United States, correct? Uh, actually, I had to uh, I had to rush home for family. Okay, so I actually am. I okay, was supposed to be up at the uh, at the Bruins tabs covering that yep tonight, um, and was actually happy to be out of the country on election day. <laughs> well, yeah, that was going to be my question, like, man. Did you vote? It's like Armageddon coming or what? You know. Did you vote, man? Did you vote? I yeah, I voted. I voted in advance because uh, anticipating that I was going to right. be out. So. All right, then then we can continue our conversation <laughs> because if you hadn't. Yeah. I still have the power to hang up on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Not gonna get, I'm, not, I'm not Bill Belichick, so I'm not going to say who I voted for. Yeah, yeah. No, or write a letter. <laughs> That's the, the last thing yeah, I write want. write a letter. No. I am in support so. of just getting everyone out there, so that's, that's, I just wanted to make sure. But more, yep. just as important now, let's talk about yesterday. Sully and I sitting here going, the Bruins need to prove something. They need to – I just haven't seen enough out of them. It's up. It's down. And yesterday they go out, Tuka Rask, 32 saves, 4 nothing. Each line looked pretty good. Tuka has looked pretty good all season. I'd say last night was a pretty good-looking game. 
Well, you know, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it was a, a win's a win, right? And I, I think it was a, good, a win that they needed, especially uh, coming off what happened against the Rangers, who pretty much own them now and, you know, have embarrassed them twice. Um, this time, obviously, on home ice on Saturday. But I think that, you know, they needed this win heading into the Bell Center tonight uh, just to gain some confidence back and, I think specifically Tuca himself needed it, and he, he's been unreal without, with that one exception. Um, and I, I just think that this team right now follows him. I mean, how, how Tuca plays is how the team plays, and Tuca was great last night. I thought the team was better. The one thing I will say is that I think the Sabres, and this is not to take away from the Bruins because they capitalized on it, but the Sabres did everything in their power to hand that game over yeah. from the fast penalties they took. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was... and, uh, and We've seen, though, that that hasn't mattered before because the Bruins' power play has been atrocious. So kudos to the Bruins for getting the power play going because I, I think that and Rask was different. I was just going to say that, Mark. I was just going to say we've talked about before on the show how atrocious this power play has been and how awful this power play has been. And specifically David Krejci, who's just been nowhere to be found. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Haggerty saying he's taking him off the witness protection program. Like, you can go all day about that. And last night I finally saw... To me, I saw Krejci that looked like he was engaged, that looked like he was involved, that looked like he was re-energized. And I don't know whether that was Bacchus being back in the lineup, but to me, just seeing the power play get off to get off the schneid, really, and, and doubling their production last night in one game, yes, Buffalo handed it to him, absolutely. But the Bruins had not capitalized at all on the power play this year. No, you know, and you're right. I think you make a good point there bringing up Bacchus, uh, we just, as we have discussed. I mean, he's a better... Uh, David Krejci's a better player when he has a guy like David Backus or in the past a Nathan Horton or Milan Lucic uh, on his wing there. It's just, you know, it gives him a sense of security, obviously, and um, he then feels the freedom to go down low and, and, and work his magic, and he knows he's going to get the space he needs. He needs, however, uh, Sully, I think, you know, because he can't always depend on that. I mean, you don't know if Backus yeah. will get hurt or suspended again. He needs to start to learn how to find that space himself. And yeah. I thought he did a good job of that last night. I I still see Bacchus as being, you know, just kind of getting back into the groove. I think that he's trying he's trying to find his way again right now. I mean, let's let's not forget he came to a new team um and, and then he missed some time. Uh so, you know, he's I think still adapting and, yeah. and finding his stride here as a Bruins. So, I credit David Krejci for doing a lot of that dirty work on his own. Right. Uh, Tuka Rask, again, we've talked about, has been fantastic all year long and really been stealing some games for the Bruins. Last night I felt the Bruins helped him out there with some goals. But tonight you go into Montreal. Is is this one of those games we've talked about before where Tuka Rask is just going to have to steal one for you if you're going to win a game? Well, that's it. That's if it is Tuka Rask. Uh, yeah. I don't know unless you guys – I haven't seen anything yet. Has there been anything confirmed? Uh, I haven't seen anything confirmed yet either. Okay, just, yeah. So, I mean, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could be Tuka Rask. It could be Zane McIntyre. And, uh, you know, let's not forget a Tuka Rask record against the Montreal yeah, that Canadiens. Too. Uh, you know, and the last time they played him down here in Boston, remember, you know, he was kind of a last-minute scratch. And uh, a lot of Habs fans were saying he had Habsitis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> instead of the uh, yeah. lower body injury. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is a guy that's had his uh, fair share of nightmares, specifically in the Bell Center. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I remember, I think, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, heading into his last start there last year, because I remember writing about it. I mean, he was something like 0-11 in the Bell Center, which is, you know, crazy. So this has been his uh, little shop of horrors, and 
Uh, I think it would be the best move to go back to him because I think he, he gives them the best chance to win. And also, it, that's the coach saying, look, forget the past. Forget what, ha- what happened here in the, in the past. I believe in you right now. Uh, go out us and, and get us that win. Murph, look, the Montreal Canadiens are just – good right now like yeah they're just well except for last friday that's <laughs> right, true all right so there's one well, oh, here's the thing one single blemish on 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 their young season 21 points yeah. it's they've really played quite well so what do the bruins have to do what can they do in a place where as you just referenced tuka rask really hasn't played all that well in well i, I think one of the reasons Rask hasn't played well is because that is one of the toughest buildings, if not the toughest to play in. When that place gets going, it gets going, and the team feeds off that, and that leads to dumb penalties, you know. And I think that's what the team as a whole needs to do is let that let that emotion, uh, you know, be a benefit to you, not a detraction. Like harness that emotion and use it to your advantage. It sounds crazy, yeah, but I mean it's possible. I mean I I think back to when. Uh, you know, the Bruins were down 2-0 in 2011 in the first round, and it looked like they were done. And, you know, they go up to the Bell Center and take two straight there, uh, one of them being in overtime. And I remember talking to Sean Thornton before that game, and he said there's two things that happen when you're standing out there for the National Anthem in the Bell Center. Either you get really revved up and you just really drill the first guy you hit, or you piss your pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, I choose to do the former. It seems yeah. to work better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what the Bruins have to do. They, they cannot have uh, a little accident in their pants. They need to uh, basically go out there and take it to the Canadians. Yeah. Jacob Trouba gets a two-year deal. I know we've talked about him a lot on this, on, on the program, and we've talked about, yeah, he might be a little overrated. But my question is, is he is he still on the is he still on the trading block? Is he still movable, or is is this deal really kind of collapse everything? And is that is the Truba talk over with? Can we stop talking about Truba, or is there still stuff swirling around here? Oh, there's stuff swirling, but I think we can we can stop for a bit. I I, I think they're gonna it's gonna be sort of a wait and see for both sides. I mean he he told the media in Winnipeg today. I guess I was listening on the radio. Um, on Sportsnet, I guess he, he told the media in Winnipeg that he has rescinded his trade offer. Uh, he just is here to play for the Winnipeg Jets now, and yeah. he signed a deal, and that's what we want Making to happy with everybody. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's what they're going to say. That is, yeah. But the one thing I will say is, and, you know, it, it's interesting. When I heard what he signed, I mean, two years, six million, I'm like, why did you hold out for that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, w- what's the point there? Yeah. So that's, that put a red flag up to me that maybe there is a trade around the corner. And when you get a kid in like that on a on a nice reasonable bridge, deal, reasonable deal, yeah, it, it it made me think it makes that it makes him more attractive. But you know, our colleague Bob McKenzie from TSN, you know, he made a good point. He said, "Yeah, I mean, right now, definitely. I mean, he, his his deal right now at this current second makes him very marketable on the trade market. However, if you're a GM and you're doing your job right and you're thinking long term, if you acquire him right now." And he comes in and and just really kills it, and then he can just demand whatever he wants. On yeah, you're gonna have deal. to pay him again. You're gonna have to pay so him eventually. It's almost like he's become more expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. By getting so it's it's kind of a catch twenty two. But I think there's plenty of teams out there that would love to have him, and I think the Bruins are still one of them. And uh, it's going to be a wait and see approach. 
Murph, I, I have to ask you, and this is going to be a much more broad based question, but you, sure. you're, you know, you're inside, you're, you're there. I want to know your thoughts and your opinion. How has truly, how has Backus, David Backus played for this team? I, it's, I want, you look, you're the hockey guy. I'm a basketball guy. I, I, I need you to tell me. You know, I, I look at it, I mean, you know, and I, I heard you guys uh, yesterday too. You did a great job. I was listening to your Celtics talk. And, I know I'm good know, for I, something. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, look at the new guy they got, you know, and they brought him in there for his his brains and his defensive capability and, and, and his veteran leadership. And I, I kind of see the same reasons uh, why Backus was brought here. This is a young team, a very young nucleus right now, a lot of transition, a lot of change over the last few years. And, you know, I, I think rightfully so. They were heavily criticized for the amount of years they gave him. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's, you have to pay a premium for a guy like Bacchus, who has been a captain and has, has been on Olympic teams and uh, it helped make St. Louis a perennial playoff contender. Yeah, they didn't get over the top, but he helped them get to a point where they're always challenging for the Cubs. So I, I, I think he has filled all those things they're looking for, but on the ice, as I said earlier, I, I still see him trying to find his game right now. Mm. And I also see Bacchus as one of these guys you know, in the league right now, there's such a changeover to speed and youth and not as much physicality. And he's one of these guys that I think is sort of caught in that sort of purgatory stage. You know, like, obviously I'm not going to keep up with these guys. So, uh, you know, are my strengths still beneficial in this game? And I think he's sort of adapting to that as we speak. Yeah. So not only is it a new team, it's a whole new game that he's trying to figure out. Yeah. He will. He's got the brains to do it, and I think by you know if we have this conversation two months from now, I think we'll be very happy. All right. Well, let's let's have that conversation in two months and give me very quickly. So that would mean I'm on another vacation day. Uh, I'll come in for <laughs> you. How about that? I'll or, 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 or we could have you on as a guest. There, there you go. There you go. Let's do that. You know, me bring me on for my hockey insight. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what everyone does. Real quick, before we, as you know, the heartbreak coming up. I want a prediction from you for tonight's game. Uh, for tonight's game, I'm gonna I'm gonna call a Bruins win. If they, <laughs> oh, can I, I have to I have to hedge the bet there. I have to say, if Tuka starts, yeah, I call a Bruins. Okay, that's fair. Tuka steals one. McIntyre's in. I, I say the Canadians uh, do what the Blue Jackets did to them on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Murph. Zero? Yeah, good, Murph. I really appreciate it, man. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and uh, we'll keep talking. All right, sounds good, guys. Have, have a good night. Fun. See you, Murph. Jimmy Murphy, man. It's his show. His show. His show. He runs it the way he wants. <laughs> All right. Hey, dude. Two days down. Two down. I'll be here tomorrow. Right? I'll yeah. see you tomorrow? Yeah, of course you will. Sure. I'm always here. I'm All here. Right. <laughs> I live here. For Sully, I'm Sean Sendall. Keep it locked. Tomorrow, I'll be back. I got you three to six again.